0: The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with REMAX Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of REMAX Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes, ranked in the top 1% nationwide, top 10 in the state of Minnesota, and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law. And the Real Estate Radio
1: Hour. And good morning. Welcome to more Real Estate Talk here on News Talk a owcco If you have that kind of a question related to real estate, by all means, you can phone it in or text it in. 651-989-9226 or send a text to us at 81807. Uh, Chris and Andy in studio, good to see you guys. We're kind of good running morning. around here pretty crazy-like. It's been a busy day. Uh, but how about business? Busy for you guys, real estate wise, or was it kind of quiet?
2: That sounds like just this whole week, <laughs> and it's all about getting trying to get stuff on the market. You know, we had a little thing that melted snow, yeah. and it kind of brings out <laughs> other things that you have to deal with, but you can't quite get them out. And you know, there's paint touch up and stuff that you could kind of put your house on the market uh, in the winter that you can't do it now, and so that's kind of holding things up. But but I can't. I don't even know how many. Properties we're working with to try to get on the market right now.
3: Yeah, it's it's pretty heavy, and I well, in good timing, right? Because I know Chris and I, we've always talked. This is that window of time of year where you can usually, you know, get the the best attention for your property when you put it out there. So, you know, if you don't have that perfect house, this is probably the best time for you to put it up for sale because you, you kind of blend in, and there's there's a lack of of options for people, and people will forgive some of those sins that you have, if you will, when you don't have everything quite perfect. Um, so I always say this is the time of year to to if you're not perfect, it's the best time to actually uh, throw yourself into the marketplace. So, what about
1: landscaping? As it was kind of early to get things done, right now it's still kind of squishy out there.
2: Yeah, it's funny, I was I was just talking to Pat Remick with Greenside, and I was saying, "Gosh, I bet you're ready to take a break." And he goes, "No, I mean now it's shooting right into spring cleanup. Oh, I'm and, sure And people got to get that done." And I'll tell you, depending on you know the price range and the size of a lot you have, I mean that makes a big difference. Um, having it all cleaned up and looking mm-hmm. good because that's, that's your first impression, actually, your second impression, right? I was online, is always your first impression, and then you get that second impression when you come up to the property.
3: Yeah, no kidding. I think that you know, and you're still in that kind of that funny time of the year where, if anything else, Denny, you know, you got the driveway, you got the sidewalks, you got all that sand and, and debris that's been in the snow that finally, you know, decides to rest on all your hard surfaces. Get out there sweeping that stuff up, obviously, is something that you, you'd, you'd think everybody would think of. But a lot of times when we're getting these houses up for sale, you know, that is what you can do right now. The other thing, if you're a little aggressive and you wanted to put like a nice pot of flowers out. And what I mean by a pot of flowers is you actually get some silks. And I, I know people right. laugh at me when I say that, but I'll tell you what, that little punch of color. And then they come up and go, oh, these are fake. Uh. But in the meantime, it still did the job. It made them smile. It made them say, oh, wow, look at the flowers, you know, or whatever. So that's an old trick that we use with our new construction this time of the year when things are really – I mean, think think about a new construction site, guys. So somebody drops a couple nails. They drop a two-by-four. They drop a piece of siding, and it snows, and then it drops, and it snows. And <laughs> now it looks like a war zone out there. So we've got our guys up to their knees in mud trying to pick up all the mess on the job site. So a little bouquet or bouquet of flowers kind of looks nice.
1: Especially if you don't have any lawn in there yet. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Literally dirt well or yeah. or driveways or sidewalks. Sure. So yeah. we have a lot of our model homes have planking, like literally a dock that goes from the street through the mud right up to the house.
2: I hey. I was I was doing some model home touring uh the other day and, and it's so true. I mean, you saw I did there was some flowers on this and mm-hmm. as I was trying to get over this plywood that was kind of like tipping and topping and going yeah. through there. I mean, I remember on one house, I mean, that's what I'm concentrating the whole time walking up to it. Mm-hmm. And then the other one kind of had some vegetation and some
3: flowers next to it. It's like it, my focus went on that. Right. Well, in all fairness, I mean, these poor builders, I, I feel sorry for all of them with these docks because as the ground starts to thaw and some things thaw faster, and then you realize, boy, I built a dock over a little dumped concrete. So the one side holds high, the other side sinks in the muck. And it's, yeah, They uh, I, that's a day-by-day have to touch up and repair kind of item.
1: Yeah, six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Let's go to the phones. I think Eric is calling from Plymouth uh, with a question. I'm not sure what. Go ahead, Eric. Thank you. Oh, hi. Thanks for taking the call. Mm-hmm. My wife and I live in a twin home in Plymouth, and we want to extend our time there by two or three years. The homes in our development cell very quickly, but we're having a um, a stairlift installed. Uh, and I'm wondering what your experience has been when it comes time to sell. Does that sometimes detract or or add to the uh, the, the property? I know you can remove them and, and sell them. Sure. Have you had any experience with uh, buyers seeing one of those, and how, how do they react?
3: Yeah, actually, I've helped several people that are uh, in their homes where they're actually on wheels. And so they're going from floor to floor, and instead of changing the style of house they live in, they add the the chair uh, rider, and then they have a wheelchair on each floor or whatever. And I think it's a fantastic way to make all floors of your house accessible to more people. Um, I think that, to me, it's an asset. Um, and for the person that it's a problem for, usually it's very minimal to remove that. It's usually, you know, there's an outlet. It plugs in. It bolts down to the stair system. So at the worst, let's say we had to redo your carpet on your stairs. Um, for somebody that wants to buy that house, but in the meantime, look at how many people that house now becomes accessible to by having that. You you actually I think have an asset there.
2: And I've kind of got a, a little difference of opinion on that one. Is that if if you explain it to them before they come in, and so they're prepared for it, I think some people if the, if they see that they think oh, oh, I mean they they just can't get past it, and so. Um, and it also depends on what type of um, unit it is mm-hmm. and, and what type of people are probably in there. You know, who, who's your well, target buyer? Well, and the other buyer. thing
3: I didn't really say was the width of the stairs. If you have stairs that are three and a half feet wide, and now that's going to take up six inches on the other side. So now it's really, a, you have to pay attention so you don't stub your toes walking up. That's different than if you have a four or five foot wide staircase that actually it's no big deal, tucked up nice to the wall.
2: Yeah, and it maybe from a real estate standpoint, is that know what it costs to be able to get out of there Mm -hmm. and then be able to prepare that agent for it. But I think the other thing is that you got to watch for is to not do photos of it. I've had that before in, um, you know, out to the general public. You can Mm -hmm. state it in your things, but um, I've had it before where there's, um, you know, handicap um, rails and stuff like that that are completely like in a bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you. People look at it and then they start thinking about that versus they think about the rest of the house. And so I just say, hey, just keep those pictures out of it, but definitely mention it because it's a huge thing for yeah. a lot of people, like you were saying. Well, so.
3: yeah. You know, if you have a, a parent looking for a place like that or whatever, I think that that would actually bring somebody in. And and you know what I've done in the past with new construction is we'll design houses. Like we talked actually about this, I think, last week where we said um, taking something as simple as like a pillar and putting it, you know, next to the tub and you say, oh, it's you know, they're trying to get the Roman tub look. Well, the idea there is really is to add a, uh, a place to hang on with the t- a safety yeah. feature without actually making it look so obvious. Yeah. So, all
1: right. Again, if you want to, thanks, Eric. If you want to call in, 651 989 9226 or send a text 81807. You see one there?
2: Richard? Yeah, I was just going to say someone sent in and said they plant pansies in the flower pots, not artificial flowers. They'll take a little frost to do the real yeah, if you
3: can find them i mean i think you'd have to probably go to a a little more advanced garden store to find that this time of year but i would
1: think so
2: yeah uh what else do we got here as agricultural real estate activity increased around the metro area for well, development sure. <laughs> yeah i mean you got to i mean it depends what it's zoned for but i'll tell you what mm-hmm. developers are out and at them and looking and uh, definitely buying for sure. Well, and
3: I've seen, you know, too, where the bigger farmers, what happens when, when profits are down like we've had the last, you know, couple years here for farmers, and they decide to sell, all it does is makes the bigger farmers bigger and the small farmers kind of, you know, that sell go away.
1: Yeah. i tell you what, guys, let's uh, take a quick break. Inviting listeners to join in. If you have a real estate question, call it in or text it in. And good morning. Welcome back to our real estate show. Around every Saturday here on CCO on the 10 o'clock hour. Always inviting your calls. And your text message is related to uh, real estate. Thirty-two is our Twin City temperature reading. Chris and Andy, uh, we were talking about um, when we bro- uh, broke for the you know the commercial break. Uh, we were talking about the stair lifts uh, in mm-hmm. homes, and uh, you guys were giving your opinions. It was a plus or a negative when selling the home.
2: Uh, Chris, did you want to add something? to Well, that? I just was thinking that. I'll tell you what: throwing an elevator in. Might be another option. It's going to be more expensive, but it's also going to give your house an element that's probably going to be able to raise that value.
3: Well, Mm -hmm. let's just put it into perspective. It's probably 10 times more expensive. I mean, honestly, because they a lot of times can't fit them into the house the way they are. I would think So it ends up being an extension like out the back of the house. And so they'll have, depending on how many level. I mean, I've seen elevators go up as high as $87,000 for a single family home.
2: Okay. Now, I'm not talking about adding extensions onto the Mm -hmm. house. I'm talking about building it within the house. And there's ways in which to be able to do that, too, so you don't have Not to pay even $7,000. Not all think hadn't
3: put elevator shafts in our house. They're a big shot.
2: <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm going to be listed one that did, so that's good. But, you, but, you know, like,
3: an, like a good chair guy, just real quickly, I mean, I'll say this, because I have a, a good friend of mine that actually uh, ended up where they ended up in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. and we retrofit their house, you know, uh, all levels, and it worked out fantastic. And it was nice. It was clean. It let their family still live the way they lived before. So, you know, dad's life changed, but the kids didn't have to. And so everybody still had their bedrooms on the upper level. It was pretty cool. Yep. you know. I mean, I think it was cool.
2: Yeah, we had one put in, in the back, like a back bedroom that went up into the master closet because mm-hmm. the master bedroom was up there. That cool. it worked out pretty good. And it was under thirty grand. just hmm. saying.
1: Yeah, so. Say, if you guys were texted? want to know, have you, uh, do you know any realtors who uh, went back to school and got a law degree and combined the two and became real estate attorneys? Do you know anybody who's done that?
3: No, I know an attorney that became a real estate agent, and then a uh, few of those. Yeah, a lot yeah. of that happens because they see where the action is and they enjoy. You know, they're they're very well versed on obviously the law and how things work. But ninety nine percent of the time, you don't have to get into that part of the business because you know if you understand your contracts and you, it's more about negotiation. It's about protecting your client, you know, um, getting out there first and uh, getting to the, at least in today's market, right? Well, getting think, to the properties first. And, and
2: I think realtors, I mean, we've, you've heard us say it a million times on here, we can't give legal or tax advice. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of gets you out of that. I think maybe right. if you're an attorney um, along with it, it just kind of, I don't know, puts you in a kind of a whole different realm.
3: Well, and you and I both agree on this. I know um, that we, we both basically run marketing companies where it's our job to market a property and, and to get as much money as we possibly can. Um, for that client. And so I look at us as being more of a marketing company. So it's a little different kind of spin. So I think if somebody was fatigued on one side of the, the side of the business and wanted sure. to get into the you know marketing side, it'd be a great way for them to do it.
2: Very good. Last weekend of the spring parade, Mr. Prasky, give us a little detail on how it has gone.
3: Well, it's actually it, great. I think it's been one of the best spring previews we've seen um, for traffic and for actually people out ready to write offers and orders um, for new houses. We've been very, very pleased um, and and the continued traffic is is still coming and and uh, I I don't know I've we've had really good luck and we're all across the board on prices everything from
2: was just to say forty nine
3: nine all the way up to I think I'm at eight sixty five on my highest one and so we're seeing action at all levels which I you know you know me I always like to see that because then the whole ladder everybody takes a step up and it it makes it easier for everybody to move in a marketplace like that so
1: did the weather you know since it had changed did that make give it a boost yeah, I would think.
3: I think so too. Yeah, I really do. I think it's been so nice. And it's, um, you know, I don't remember. It was the first weekend of the parade. I think it was a little chilly. And then we had a little snow the second, uh, or I believe. I'm trying to remember. It's been yeah. a long time ago. It's been three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's been nice. I mean, the sunshine comes out. People, the, the only caveat to that, though, Denny, is if it gets too nice, like today where it's cooler <laughs> yes, and it's nice, off. people like to run from their car into the house. You know, they'll do yep. that. If it gets too nice, then they take the bikes out, or they'll take it, you know, and they or go for the, the walk housework. with the dog, and they yeah. uh, and they do housework instead of uh, shopping. So
1: yeah, that's that's the off sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a, I mean, for the realtors that are working those uh, models and stuff, it's kind of when it gets to that fourth week and you have six hours a day yes. for four straight days, fifth yeah. week, it's pretty. It's they're fatigued.
3: Yeah, this is a great time, Danny, to come in and negotiate with these uh, uh-huh. men and women, and uh, they they're tired. They'll give you whatever you want. Yeah, sure. Right. I'll
1: they tell you what. I know we're up for a break here in uh, seconds. Why don't we do that, invite our listeners to call in or uh, text in, because we do have another half hour of the show to go, so uh, don't go away. Good morning. Welcome back to our real estate show here on Newstalk 830WCC. If you have a real estate question, always welcome yours, either by phone, which is 651-989-9226, or send the
2: guys a text 81807. Where do we go from here? Well, since we went such opposite ways on the, yeah, on the elevator stair-lift, and the, yeah. the stair lift, we're going to try a couple other here. Uh, storm doors, uh, yes or no? Leave them on or not,
3: Mr. Brasky? Le Leave them on like in the summertime? Yeah. So they it. become a screen when door?
2: When, when, you put them up, when you put your home up for sale. Storm I, doors on or off?
3: If you have a nice front door or a fiberglass door or a you know, wood door, I, I don't think you need to cover them up. Some people do them to protect the door, which is argumentative anyway. You know, but, um, I, I would, I like to see if you have a beautiful front door to see the beautiful front door. I think that there's always room to add stuff, you know, like the screen or whatever later, if you want to have that open front door, but I don't know. I'm not, I, I'm not against them. I'm, if it's a normal door, then I would do it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I, I wholeheartedly agree. I say, get the storm door off. And I say it more because of once you open that door, it's wide open to the inside mm-hmm. rather than the storm door hit you know, kind of on the backside. And it just makes it feel bigger. And, uh, I think sometimes those storm doors kind of crowd it, although they're yeah. very nice to have. But I say get rid of them, and I think some people what they'll do is they'll just remove them. But you can see all the stuff there. Mm-hmm. I'm we just we're doing one right now, and I'm like, let's just get rid of it all and patch it in and, and reterm it. it. Good. Yeah. Or you can have one like I'm aware of, which is a full just frame screen.
3: glass,
1: full frame. Oh, leave nice. that on so you can see the colors of the the. Solid door.
3: Yeah. I had yeah. that at my old house, and then we had the uh, the removable piece, and you could put screen in there. It was kind of nice.
1: But this, uh, th- th- what I'm seeing, what I've seen before is just a full-frame piece of glass. What do they call it? Mm. A light? Yeah. What do yeah. they call yeah. the doors with the glass in it? It's, a, yeah. it's the light. You can have a side light. You can yeah, have whatever. Right. Yeah. This is full-frame, okay. and you could also change that out with a screen, full screen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, without yeah, any well, partition.
2: also, like, pull out, too, like, pull across the whole yeah. door. Yep. So oh, There's right. options. There's right. options. Screens on windows while you're listing your home.
3: In the winter, I'd say get them off there so you can see. But then that always creates the, well, we want all the screens to be installed again before we cl- – yeah, right? You know, we've all mm-hmm. – people listening are laughing. Yeah. It's true, especially with home builders. Like home builders, will provide them. We have them nicely tucked in the basement, and we don't install them because – You know, obviously, and why do we do that though? Because the crews will wreck them, or the birds, or the whatever debris, or Or the view.
2: The view is unobstructed, correct? Even with the little screen, I mean, obviously you still get light in, but you get a full view that way, and that's that's why I always push to have like the screens off.
3: Well, especially on the sides of the house where there's a focal point that you want people to notice and really appreciate.
2: Yeah, I can see that. Lawn ornaments.
3: (laughs) My mother-in-law. Yes or no? Okay, define lawn ornament because well, if you're exactly. talking about all the raccoon animals and the squirrels that are kissing each other on top of the fence, I'm out. I want all that stuff out of there. Yeah. But my mother-in-law, she I love her, love her to death. She has a backyard that looks like it could be a zoo. And she has all these cute little scenes and theme things and I told her, I said, you know, when this place goes, all this has to get out of here. And she goes, I'm just gonna let you kids inherit this, and so it's your problem. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's that's how she'll haunt us forever with the ornaments. Do you, think,
2: do you think sometimes it depends, though, too? I mean, some people can really make it look good, but I'll I'll tell you a lot. That's kind of like mm-hmm. with the you know the the wall of fame with all your kids. Yeah. You know, I mean, it looks fantastic and, it, and it's mm-hmm. great and everything. But what happens is. Is that people concentrate more on your kids than they do on the fireplace and what sure. the kitchen cabinets look like?
3: They do, or they try to. Rec- That's human nature, right? We try to. Do we know these people? Do we recognize them? Where are they from? Why are they moving? It's all those human curiosities that start kicking in. And I think that it's. You're right. You're just taking away what I would call the distractions from from what's really there. Um, but now here's the other side of it. Let's say you have one of those really cool, like you know, gurgling rocks up in the center of your driveway. As you have a big turnaround driveway or something. I think that's awesome. So that to me, that's a lawn ornament too. So or or maybe a nice you know uh, pergola over you know on the side of it. That to me is another architectural you know um, accent that I think adds a point of interest. Yeah, um, I'm for them.
2: We have a we have a house in um, Lakeville that we have listed, and they have like these little fairy gardens. Yeah, and I mean it's super cool. Yeah, <laughs> it cute. really neat to be able to do it, but it also accents what that that lot is. So it's mm-hmm. like in the trees and stuff. So it just kind of gives you little um, areas. But I I think. Also, it depends if you're going to leave the stuff or not right if you've got all those lawn ornaments out there and you don't want to leave them I mean people can't envision their yard it's really it's crazy uh, how that, yeah. you ever see pink plastic
1: flamingos
3: <laughs> no, only in your neighborhood Danny. Oh, please. <laughs>
1: Just wondering. Only eating know prairie that, pal. That's yeah. a that's a plus uh-huh. or a minus. I wasn't. No, sure. No, I think they're
3: actually funny because then it, it it's nostalgic almost. Like it's like a throwback. It is. Yeah. Um, it's more funny though when that. What's that crew that comes out there and they'll do that? They'll flamingo somebody's yard for you. Where you know like t- and then they'll remove them if you give enough money to the charity. Oh, <laughs> yeah, extortion, extortion. Charity, it's whatever. Called. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, we got a bunch of text. You have messages. a text message oh, there. Go ahead. A ton of them. All right. First of all, Bachman's has advertised they have pansy baskets.
3: All right. So I'm on got, my way. Got there the you go.
2: My neighbor is selling his home and has two offers. Uh, he is offering the buyers a $6,000 carpet allowance and a $3,000 paint allowance. Mm-hmm. Is that common? Uh, it's not if common have- with typically with me. I try to get him to do it because I think you end up getting more money because yeah. of that. But I, I'm betting he listed it kind of low based mm-hmm. on that. And then he's going to give them the allowances. And I think if someone would have done um, the carpet and the painting – they probably would have had four offers and probably get more money
3: so so this is where I think it's kind of a cool thing that could be a cash flow challenge for that neighbor where maybe they don't have that extra nine thousand dollars, but they have the equity so they can gift the equity for somebody to do that so basically take a discount but yet not dis um, how do you say that where you don't you're still acknowledging that you need new carpet and paint, but you know what i mean it's just it's just making sure that the consumer coming in understands you get it you know and I think is what they're trying to say
2: right, and sometimes that those allowances are a pain uh, or with their lending and stuff like that. So, yeah. okay, I'm going to sell my three-bedroom, two-bath split-entry carpet in both the upstairs uh, bedroom and living area is worn. looks pretty bad. I can run a uh, new carpet throughout the entire upstairs for $3,200. Should I do it or let the new owners pick their flooring? Uh, I've painted everything, have have new windows and the deck door already. House was built in 84. Just wondering if I'll get the dollars back. Thanks, Tom. 1,000%. Yeah, do it. Yep. Yeah, and you'll, I think you'll... You could triple your money possibly. Stay
3: neutral. I think that's a key thing is that, you know, like if, you, <laughs> if you're getting all the remnants where every bedroom's a different color, I don't think that's the best plan. But if you're going to do a consistent one color and then uh, that people, – people like it.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, why we have a radio show and there's HGTV and all that kind of stuff is because the majority of people out there cannot envision. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell them, and oh, yeah, no, I'll, yeah, that's great, but they can't see past it. Yep. So if you give it to them, it's it's much, much better. Now, if you want
1: to send a text, by the way, that number is 81807 or call us 651 989 9226 with that real estate question.
2: All right. So we got another one looking at putting in a new driveway. I have asphalt now and wondering if a cement would be more appealing. My driveway is now 30 years old and definitely in need. What do you think, Andy?
3: Well, again, I hate all these what ifs. You know what I mean? Because it's hard. I wish they would send a picture of their house with them and the neighborhood. Yeah, give me a price range. Show me the comps, and then show me: Are you upside down in equity? Are you, you know, do you have tons of equity sitting there ready to play with? Um, And so, you know, every again, we'll start off with everybody's different. I personally love concrete. I love the idea that it can handle a little more weight load. Sometimes, you know, I like that it doesn't. My kids pull up with their bikes, and it doesn't sink in the asphalt. On the other hand, you'll have people that will argue that they, they don't want concrete, they want asphalt because it melts the snow more effectively or it has, you know, it looks fresher and you can update it by, you know, painting it. And I, so, you know, there's, there's arguments to be had there. But asphalt usually is about half, you know, pretty darn close to half of what it costs to do concrete. So depending on your budget, yeah. spend accordingly.
2: concrete's fantastic, but I think you get away with asphalt, especially mm-hmm. if you've had it there before and depending on price point too. I mean – there's some things, I mean, if you're getting up into that, you know, six, eight million dollars, you know, there's a there's a difference of doing uh, concrete at that time. But I bet. I think in the most part. <laughs> What's it like up there, Chris? Yeah. I have no idea.
3: <laughs> tell us. Uh, yeah. yeah, tell us. <laughs> tell but us, uh, a lot of
2: people have asphalt driveways, and I think they're good, and as long as it's, I mean, now, are are they selling? That's the other thing, you know? And if you're selling, I mean, what? What looks better than a brand new asphalt driveway? What kind of shape is a
1: 30 year old driveway in?
2: Yeah, that's right. And you got to get rid of that. I mean, it's 30 years old. It's impressive they've kept it that long. Yeah. Mm. So, you have another one? there? Huh, boy, there's a bunch. Of, I don't know if we skipped over some of them, but uh, I'm going to uh, go back to um, right now why it's kind of a, a catch-22. You know, we're talking here about uh, people in getting on the market right now. and We kind of touched on it a little at the beginning and um, how the, the snow hides things. And, you know, now you can see it. But I'll tell you what, you get anything that's under 300000 right now, Andy? Yeah, it's like lightning. It, it goes, and we just had someone in our office list one that they, they told me what it was, and I said, mm-hmm. "There's not a chance you're getting that." You know, I thought yeah. it was going to be about two sixty, and they did two seventy six mm-hmm. eight showings in six hours and multiple yep. offers, and sold it for over full price.
3: Yeah, exactly. I just had one. I think it was on uh, Tuesday. We listed up in Champlin, had the same thing where we had like thirty five showings in one day. It, it wore us out, so we were like, "Boy, you know, let's." Uh, Let's work with an offer here quick. So that's exactly what happened. Multiple offers, you get them sold. What we did there, though, was we started shopping first, just kind of a strategy. Um, there was more of a concern about where are we going. So we started shopping first, found them a house, put the deal together. Then we listed the house and then got it sold fast, which made everything now work perfectly because now they know where they're going. They got you know a very nice offer on their existing home. And uh, I think the marketplace, it's going to make you think differently now than you used to. You definitely have to think about where you're going, you know, and and that has to be a big part of the equation because most people cannot stand the. I'll just be homeless. Do I live in a hotel? Where do I go? You know.
2: Yeah, but the less you can think about that stuff, the more money you're going to get. You know, because the more flexible you are, the the odds are that you're going to be able to get more money. And it, but it is people have a hard problem. I mean, not having a home to go to, or thinking they're going to have a home to go to. But you know, in some of those yeah. smaller um, smaller homes. Um, or price range homes that people are willing to wait. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of those people are maybe in apartments or something, and maybe they have a lease, but they can extend their lease and give you time in which to do it. Mm-hmm. Another resale question, how important is it to have the same or similar countertop surfaces? The kitchen currently has granite, and then the one of the three bathrooms is quartz, and two are cultured marble. I don't think it makes a difference. None. No, I think you're going to be fine. Yep. Flat or satin paint on, t- on interior walls?
3: How old's your house?
2: doesn't <laughs> doesn't say
3: well cuz if it's if it's a year old or or under let's even say 3 years old and it's still and it's getting used to the new ground it got built on so it might be settling as they say a little bit or having a little um movement on the on the house which houses do move by the way and that's normal you will get nail pops nail pops are patched and painted with flat paint so much easier i mean you won't even notice it if you have a satin or an egg you know was you it a shell or whatever you got to do the whole yeah wall. Yep,
2: yep. Okay, when listing your house and you have an appraisal for taxes, how can you use that number for determine the price you should ask? Uh, you could do that. I remember my mom and dad when we, I first got into it. My mom and dad, for people that don't remember, were both in real estate uh, mm-hmm. since I've been one years old. And um, they used to price homes. I was, How do you do a market analysis? I said, take the market value, tax market value, and put ten percent on it, and you got your price. Mm-hmm. You know, well that was the before the advent of computers and the, a lot more data that we have. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that tax number, you, 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 whatever you think, Andy, but I don't think that tax number has really much to do at all with your list
3: price. Well, think about back in that day, how important it was for that consumer to make sure that tax value is accurate. So they were, I think the counties, they, just to get people to back off of them, started saying, hey, this is just a gauge for property, so we know how much to tax you. Has nothing to, you know, I mean, they always say, it, they, that's how they gauge what your fair share is. Um, but back in the day, can you imagine if you thought your house was worth 30000 more, You're fighting the tax assessor more than you'd be fighting the consumer. To pay more
2: taxes, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, to pay me more for the net. Yeah,
3: it's weird.
1: All right, let's take a break. We have more show to come. Call us with your real estate question at 651-989-9226 or send us that text uh, at 81807. Good morning. Welcome back to The Real Estate Show where we welcome your phone calls and uh, text messages related to uh, real estate. 651-989-9226 or send Mm -hmm. a text like some folks are doing at 81807. Here again, Chris and
2: Andy. Okay, we got some more text questions. Uh, We had what was supposed to be an unbiased appraisal to remove our private mortgage insurance from our mortgage, um, which we paid for, but our bank hired the appraiser and told them what it was for. They came back almost $65,000 under their tax assessment. We filed a dispute, haven't got a positive result. Do we have any other options?
3: Uh, refinance with somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think I mean, what they're trying not, to do I'm is go joking. to their.
2: Well, I, yeah, right. They're trying to go back to their own lender, but yeah, there might be a. I mean, especially well, with what the rates have done too lately. Yeah.
3: Denny, this week rates are kissing four percent. I no. mean, they are right down there again. Wow. I mean, it's they were four and a quarter ish sometime last. Now they're mm-hmm. below that again. I'm telling you, they're the cost of money right now. You as a buyer. This week gains so much more buying power, and because the, the rates are that much lower, so it gives you obviously a lower payment, or you can increase your purchasing uh, amount. And it's uh, yeah, it's a very exciting time to be a buyer.
2: Wow, yeah, but that's something you might want to check into if you truly think it. I mean, again, your tax assessment to me that's not a good indication of where your house value is. It's just not. No. Um, it's very rarely around that. I mean, when we sell it, and the tax assessment's higher than what we're selling it for, we use that and say, "Look at this; it's lower than the tax assessed value." Yeah. But when it's way lower, and it's five hundred thousand dollars lower, you know, then we say, "Well, the tax assessment doesn't mean." So nothing. you're
3: saying you only use it when it's in your benefit? Totally. That's called sales. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Sales. <laughs> yeah, <this laughs> that's what we're hired really, for this time because really that matters. leads into the
2: yeah. next question, and it's a really good one. Okay. They said, "Great show." In the day and age of the internet, especially Zillow. Why the need for a realtor?
3: Oh my god! <laughs> That's a Have great me question. over, and I'll show you how to put thirty grand more in your pocket. I mean, <laughs> here's the deal: like I, I've said this all along, my staff, just like, just like, uh, kind of, actually, it's mirroring the same problem we yeah. had back in the day when people they want to gauge, they don't know how to price their houses, so they go online and they start looking, and they don't want a salesperson to be with them because they want an unbiased opinion, so they start looking at the Zillow's, the Trulia's, the what are the Realtor.com, Realtor.com Redfin, Redfin.com. all of them. They're all out there. But anyway. So you go out there and you do that, it's going to have a wide variety of values based on what is known publicly about your house. So if for some reason the deck that you added or the basement that you finished or the fireplace or whatever you've added or bedrooms and bathrooms that you've added or have the not been recorded.
2: You didn't tell the county about right.
3: it. Right. Yeah. And, and then and also, so that would not be assessed into that value. And it also, here's what it tries to do, guys. It tries to commoditize your house. It wants you to be like that same box of soap next door. They want all the boxes of soap to look the same because it makes it easier for them to assess the value. We know that the box on the end of the aisle has a better view of the whole store. You know what I mean? Or the, or the, the, well, that's a bad example. <laughs> but, uh, you know, let's what's, say it has the pond view. It has, has better trees. It has a better whatever. I mean, and so there is a, a, a consumer will pay more for that house because consumers ultimately demand and pick the price. So if you can have an agent that can showcase those items and actually reflect that in the marketing that they do, you will get more money for your house, bottom line.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's, about, it's about value, you know, and, and getting value. And if the realtors aren't of value, you mm-hmm. shouldn't use them. Correct. You know, I, I mean, if, if you're a lot better off in which to be able to do it yourself, and you don't think it's worth it, then don't use it. But there's a lot more than just pricing your house. Well, I well. was just going to say, that there's, there's some, some contracts, of- there's mm-hmm. some keeping you out of trouble as it goes on, and that whole experience thing about you know, you can make uh, at the beginning when you list a house. I mean, you can make serious flaws, and typically they're overpriced. And mm-hmm. if you don't, you think they're probably it's worth probably more than it is. But if you don't do it right, then all of a sudden all these little things that might have been kind of on the edge that people could have got over at the beginning right. now they become problems you know and i I've, I've said this before but that that pond in the backyard mm-hmm. now becomes a swamp with flies right you know and that it floods and now your house floods you know yeah. and it's and it's not because hey you priced it too high and now the price is right everyone's like what what's wrong with this place there's right. something wrong with it it's got to be the mm-hmm. pond you know
3: well it could be i mean you know and i think that a lot of people also will look at that you know this is why we, we are walking into some, I think, some interesting areas. And this is why real estate's kind of getting gimmicky right now. If you feel like the ads running on TV, billboards, radios, whatever, are gimmicky, it's because they're trying to make you think that they're better than Zillow or they're trying to make you think. And so those companies have gimmicky pitches. And if you don't think they're gimmicky, click on the request to showing and see what happens. And I guarantee you get thrown into a lead wheel and you get spun around and whoever pays the most gets that lead. Or whoever's on the end of the rotation gets that lead and you're meeting a stranger that they paid to meet you. All of it comes down to if you meet somebody that's in the real estate business that's authentic, they're well-known, they have a great reputation, that person is always your best resource to find out what your house is worth because they will tell you. And they're going to fight for your side. They'll fight for your value. They're going to fight for what's best for you. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that because I'm in the business. I would hire a real estate agent. Like for, if I was going to go buy a cabin, I'd hire a real estate agent up in that area. You know what I mean? Because I value what they do.
2: Great text questions today, by the way. I have some structural damage in my basement. I don't have the funds to repair it. The house is in a nice suburban neighborhood. Will someone buy my home? A thousand percent they will. Now, if you want to try to get the most you can out of it, um, what you got to do is get that bid and what that repair is. Mm -hmm. And maybe get it from a couple different people and be able to be upfront about it. You know, and then you're going to have to reduce the house, you know, to kind of cover that plus extra because it's kind of a pain in the butt for them, you know, in which to be able to do. So um, you're definitely going to be able to sell it.
3: Maybe check with your insurance, too. There may be something to be said there if it's a new situation that's happened versus um, I've had people buy houses that are, you know, let's say from the 40s or 50s. And there's a wall that was pushed in, for example, during excavating and they left it. Well, that house has been there 40 years. It's not obviously not going to be moving. So it's still sitting there. It just doesn't look pretty. And so I've seen that happen, too. So you, you, how long has it been there is a real question. I know Jesse uh, Treble has helped me several times with clients where he's come out and actually looked at the basement and made an assessment and said, yes, it's safe or here's a solution for you. And I think that, like Chris, you said, I agree with you. That's a good way to do it.
2: about that? Well, how about a way to end of the show? We yeah. actually agreed with you. Tyler. He agreed. Yeah. This this no
1: good. fighting. Under contract. <laughs> All right. I, have
3: to is, to show. I think
2: it's because he's, he's taken off on vacation pretty soon. So I think he's trying to be nice to me.
3: Is that is that what it is? Possible?
2: <laughs>
1: Might he not come back? <laughs>
2: oh, he'll come back. Oh yeah, <laughs> he can't get rid of Andy. All right, we we got a little over a minute to go, guys. I like uh, any food. final thoughts? Uh, well, the end of the parade is happening. You got a couple numbers out there. For yeah, people? I
3: do actually. And I, um, if you go to our website, we actually have a wine and cheese party today over in Lionel Lakes on Enid Trail. Um, we got to meet the builder again. That model's listed at four hundred and fifty thousand. Um, big two story, or you can Andy at Prasky.com. We'll send you out one of our invitations so you can have the exact directions and, uh, that's 1 to 5 today. Oh, 1 on. to 5.
2: I We're just going to ask you that. 1 to 5. And it's we got some bad. really fun listings coming on. If you go to chrisrooney.com, I also have one. Um, I'm marketing with one of Andy's people out in Prescott, and, and it's like the coolest log home ever. Really? In the mid-600s. I'm telling you, it's a second, even a second home for someone, it's, it's super. I mean, it's just right across the river. It's not that far. It's not that far, and it's super cool. How about that?
1: All right. Uh, again, how do we get in touch with you individually?
3: Andy at prasky.com, or you can call our office 763 433
2: 0850. And ChrisRooney.com or ChrisRooney at Remax.net.
3: And just remember, Danny, April is the month to sell your house. All right. I will
2: remember that. Okay. All right. And we'll see you
1: guys uh, next week. You know, uh, Andy uh, might be somewhere else, but we'll we'll have a show next
3: week for sure. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one,